Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. But I wanted to ask you about this because it's, it's a good tie into the next segment here about skin in the game, right? Yeah. Like, how does that tie into skin in the game? With well, see, the- because that's the thing. They are teaching you. Let's see, but okay, so let's go back to Reese Witherspoon and how they're controlled. There's this myth called skin in the game. Right. And, uh, oh, God. And there, I had this meeting yesterday with this uh, city council. Uh, it's uh, th- in San Francisco. It's a city and county. So they don't have city councils. They have supervisors, county supervisors. Right, right. Uh, and it's unique in the country because it's the only city county in America. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for sure in California. So um, <laughs> I'm ready to hear this. So anyway, so this dude was trying to tell me because we want this thing. We're working on a big project and hopefully everybody will know about it soon enough. But uh, as, as of it is right now, the government owns this property. And uh, the supervisor ultra white progressive was like oh you guys gotta have skin in the game (laughs) and i told him i was like dude there is no such thing as skin in the game it's a myth i don't need to put up a dime for because i'm not i'm not going to pay anything to the government i just won't And, and that's the thing so the the left has this thing called uh skin in the game which means money right and or something really uh you know it, it it's like what Alyssa milano and reese witherspoon is doing they want to put skin in the game so that way they could become some sort of politician in the future or some kind of you know like they want to rise yeah, they're the- like testing their waters they put their ankles into the water see if they can yeah, kind of yeah they want it because they're older they're like close to 50 now so That's they still want to maintain relevancy and get work. So instead of working like a normal person, they're trying to get skin in the game. So they're trying to build their equity by, by doing what the puppet masters are telling them to do, which is go ahead and advocate for abortions. So the thing is like this, because they're limited in how to make revenue, uh, they are now spokespersons. They literally make money by advocating for abortions, which gives them skin in the game. Sure, so sure. So what is skin in the game? Skin in the game is pretty much how the left wants you to believe it. Skin in the game is real hard capital. And so like, for example, if I own a bar, I won't get any benefits from that bar unless I put money into that bar. Right, right. I put down like at the bar's worth a million dollars. I put down a hundred k. So now I get ten percent. But see, a smart person will never ever put quote unquote skin in the game. 
like I told you before, conservative people or even Christians, they got to learn how to make themselves into capital. See, because I like, and like, I really don't understand the Bible that much, but I believe Jesus wanted investors to give to poor people so that way they can start their own businesses and be successful. And they too, through sweat equity, which mm -hmm. is not skin in the game. That's like, see, there's sweat equity. Right, right. Skin in the game. Well, so skin one, one is putting up something. You're going to appreciate this. We can dive into it. One is kind of like insurance. And the other yeah. is. Dude, yeah. that's the bullshit. That's a <laughs> yeah. scam. See, but that's right. See, because that's the whole point. It's insurance. It's that's what it is. is. If somebody puts in $900,000, you know they could afford to put up another 100000 for that million dollars. Sure. So skin in the game means it's an insurance policy for the guy who put up 900000 to ensure that you're going to work hard. Right. Which is total bullshit. So I'll give Walmart an ex and as an example. When you're the manager of Walmart, guess what? They pay you for that job. They pay you a hundred something thousand a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like managers at Walmart make six figures. They Gary, pay for your like, education. They pay for your pension, all that, wherever. No, but start. think about yeah. that. So is that guy putting skin in the game or no, is he's he, putting in sweat equity? He's not putting yeah, in skin in the game. He's putting in he's sweat. working. They give him stocks. That's right. Games for his sweat equity. Not yeah. only do they put up, but that's why, that's why Walmart's successful. So you got to apply the same thing in life and, and and so when you start a business and you're broke from the streets you got to find investors but you have to educate yourself like you know the way your mom did it sure. you know like your mom was highly educated but she did it herself i doubt somebody no no she came from she couldn't she got full scholarship she couldn't even pay for it like, yeah so like yeah you guys aren't millionaires so yeah, you know yeah. what i mean she, she's street too <laughs> yeah know? so that's the we whole all are. Point. so she hustled and that's the point so the people of the street have to somehow, some way, learn how to become sweat equity. And sweat, and, and, sweat equitable, as in making yourself the source yeah, of capital. Because you have, and that's the thing. It's like, if you believe in that myth, skin in the game, like if you're saving money, yeah, you save a hundred grand and then get into a million dollar business, you're going to fail because you just blew all your money. Because, you know, the whole point of being sweat equity is just like, you got to learn your craft, become a general manager. Right, you know, right. And, and then you're managing and they should pay you appropriately and uh, equitably based on your, based on your, uh, based on your, she's asleep, based on your, <laughs> based on your ability, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you're smart enough, um, you should be able to pull in millions. And if you're the one, if you're responsible for pulling in millions, bringing in millions of dollars of profit, yeah, then you should share in that. And I, without knowing the Bible, I believe just based on that, that, that story about the money changers, I think that's what Jesus was probably talking about, but nobody really understood that. So, and that's why that whole skin of the game is such a, uh, uh, it really, everybody believes in that. So when that guy told me skin of the game, you know what I did? I just went over everybody's head. I was like, I just went to some people directly that knew this and knew that and 
pulling you, some you, you you did you pulled what most people should do and not listen to that guy which is you went straight to the decision maker because yeah. here's the thing skid into the game is an excuse to not get past the gatekeeper it would be basically oh dude you ever see that that thing where like you go to a block party and people are like you're not on the list and you know how yeah. you get into parties and stuff it's like oh it's who you know no no it's not it's oh god i can't remember how this works but what, what's the best way to sneak into a party that you weren't invited to? Because this is the same concept. There's a way of doing it with finesse. <laughs> well, how we would do is just bum rush. You just bum, like, dude, you just, dude, like, that's how we do things. And, but that's, see, but that's my point. I bum rush people. So that's <laughs> what I did yesterday. When I left that meeting with that supervisor's uh, aide, I was like, yeah. fuck you. Because <laughs> you don't know shit. You're failed. Like, seriously, he failed because he was all telling me, oh, I ran all these things. I said, dude, you failed at every one of them. That's why you're here. I said, I, I said I'm only here to get support politically so you guys look good. I'm here to make you dudes look good. You don't know me. I answered your questions, and you still have doubt because you're an idiot. And I said, no, because, dude, I know his game. His game, he wants what I want. Yeah. And, but I'll get it because I already know I'm going to get it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, but going back to the sweat equity and skin in the game, the reason why people believe in skin in the game is because they have no idea how to get investors to invest in them 100% without any questions. And that's the whole point. See, this is why I love EB5. EB5 is like everybody's answer. If you're from the streets and you have no equity, and even if you have some money, dude, that money's to build a house and take care of your family. That money isn't for business. Not for business, yeah. You That's know what I mean? Because it does take time. So while you're breaking even, that money that should be going to buying a house or building up your property, like, you know, whether it's through landscaping or, or plumbing. Yeah. You know, or even just buying groceries. It, it cannot be tied up. Right. In, in some rich man's way because he's making money too no no you need liquid you need stuff yeah you gotta be liquid you gotta be liquid you have to be liquid so yeah, people don't understand with, that yeah what and the thing with eb5 it's so important because that is you proving to everybody you are their equity they are literally buying you with that money you want to so know they, an important thing too to add on to that you are also the reason if anything happens, whether it's good or bad. So in a weird way, you can't really be bought out because yeah. you're, you but, know what I mean? Here's the thing. But, but here's the thing. If you fail at this business, you ruined your reputation and it's going to take a lot for you to build yourself back up. Yeah. And that's why like people don't understand like, why would I put up a hundred thousand if I'm also going to destroy my reputation? See, because the rich man who put up the 900000 his reputation is going to be fine because he got tons of money. He could afford yeah. it. So nobody cares about his reputation because he could always buy his way back into the game. But for you, with no equity, you, can, you never put in any money. Because if the, people are asking for money, that means they're going to... Okay, so there's a list of reasons why you never put up money. And this is especially for EB5 investors or anybody working with any investor. Mm -hmm. If you're like us at the bottom, trying to work your way back up to the top or get to the top for the first time, you have to remember a list of things. One, your reputation is at stake because you're the one doing all the work. And if you're doing all the work and you fail at this, 
No one will ever trust you again to do anything. You can't even get a regular job mm -hmm. because your name is going to be tied to that last project and everyone's going to be like, dude, you failed and lost that dude's money. Yeah. Yeah, but I lost my money too. Even worse, you lost your own money. <laughs> so that's yeah. smart. So that's the first thing you got to remember in, in any type of like EB5 investment or working with investors, your reputation is on the line. Number two, you have to remember that it is your business ideas that they are executing. So you can't go into any type of investment and pretend to, oh yeah, this is my sweat equity. No, it's your business that they are funding. Right. If that makes any sense. So you, you, you follow that, right? The first yeah, yeah. step is you got to build your reputation to such that people trust you in that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you have to know how to put it into practice. Sure, sure. And everybody well, needs to know how much they're going to get. So how much do you think your idea is worth? How much? Like if you're doing like, name me a business and I'll break it down for you. Uh, let's say we are, um, I don't know, opening a nightclub. and Okay, so in a nightclub, right? Yeah. So let's say if we have an EB5 investor... Uh, first, you have to find a location. Let's pick uh, Arizona, since you know, because it, it's feasible sure, sure. in Arizona. I don't. Do people know where you're at? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just say Phoenix area. Just okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's pick Phoenix. In Phoenix, you could do EB five nightclub. Easy, real easy. So you have to come up with your plan and figure out how much the space is going to cost you all this stuff. So it is your plan that you're implementing a million dollars is a lot for Phoenix. But that said, you know, you book your acts, you know, you do your research on the market, see how many young people are there or see what people even like. I don't even know what people like in Phoenix, but I'll just say top 40. They like to, yeah. They like to party. Yeah, and top 40 people, you know, they like to party, top 40 acts. So you book at your venue twice a month because it's Phoenix. Sure. Um, you, book your, you book your acts twice a month, top 40. And then what you do is you develop your local talent. So you get all the street people and right. you get them into DJing battles. <laughs> and they start competing to see, you know, who's really good and da-da-da-da-da. And guess what? All of those kids are going to want to see this. And, and then, you know, so you do something around that. You turn the local people into local celebrities and let them do their thing and thrive and let them play with those national acts. So yeah. when they're playing with those national acts, you got all of those people. You are literally talking in the Phoenix area. How big is Phoenix? Like a million people? That's Half a million? Four or five million. Really? Nah, that, that's L.A. No, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is one of the biggest cities. Let's see. Phoenix. No, I mean, but yeah, but it's not that big. I, I, I think like I was thinking more like eight hundred thousand. Uh, but uh, if it's a million, even better. So no, yeah, well, let's see. No, about one point five million people. I thought it was okay. So in the Phoenix area, it's one point five million. Uh, so you're gonna have a boatload of kids. You know, from the age of twenty-one to, you know let's say 25, 35, right? All those kids have disposable incomes. They don't have any money and they don't have anything. So you're going to have to make a lot of those kids, not even a lot. You make 10, 15 of them into local celebrities. 
Right. They have followings and all this other stuff. So the next step you have to do, if I was doing a nightclub over there, I will make that into a meat market, right? Because sure. the meat market, you're going to have everybody spending money somehow. And that's your marketing plan. Your marketing plan will be making this place a meat market. Because <laughs> I didn't make it a meat market because the local celebrities who are going to be mostly men, they want to get laid. And as long as they're popular, the women will go. So you got to make a safe, fun place where women want to go see the local celebrities, hang out and be, you know, like the whole Kim Kardashian. I see what you're trying to, you're, you're, you're pushing the angle here. <laughs> but that's what you do. That's because what you do. That's why, that's why, have you ever gone to Vegas and you just have concert promoters that basically suggest, uh, they create urgency by not saying come to their club, but come to this spot in the club at all. Yeah, no, but it's the truth. That's how it works, dude. You yeah. go to Vegas and you get hit up on the strip non-stop where people are just like no don't just come to the bar come to this place you know yeah no and the funny thing about vegas is they all already have top yeah. acts so you know people like the top acts so you're gonna go to the show blah, blah 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 but everybody knows when you go to vegas you're gonna get laid everybody's there to go get laid yeah yeah it's true but that's how you make a club successful as long as everybody knows they're gonna get laid or meet somebody to get laid in the future well, then you're going to be successful and you will always, always make money that way. Because think about it. Liquor, literally, like you can make a Long Island iced tea for 25 cents. You can sell it in Phoenix. You could probably sell it for anywhere between eight to 10 bucks. Yeah, 11 bucks. Yeah, so there you go. And, and I only, and I cost me a quarter. So when you're making that type of money, that kind of profit, because these are my ideas, this is coming from my head. So is it fair? in your mind that this guy makes all that money. So if, if I, so in Phoenix with a million and a half, I honestly, I would get a club that would be like a thousand people, like right. a thousand, it'll fit a thousand people. So right. that way if you fit 1500, 2000, you're like, like it's legal capacity a thousand, but you cram in two. Yeah. So anyway, with that kind of thing, if you're doing this and you can do this every day, you can, party at your venue every day but of course the big days are thursday friday saturday but you could do sundays because dude in phoenix it's hot yeah day parties is a real thing that's right that's you right you could start cookout parties too yeah yeah so you know what i mean so like and then mondays tuesdays Wednesdays. so like monday tuesday wednesdays that's when you develop the local talent so the so money's have, not you, as that's right you have bands play so they can build their repertoires up and actually gives yeah. them their network where they can go play in other venues. So you're actually helping them of while they're course. helping you. And That's how it works. Yeah. They get the door money. See, because you got to see, you can't be greedy on this. Yeah. You allow the local celebrities to make tons of money through the door. And the thing is, everybody would want to book with you too. Cause not only are yeah. you a killer club, but you actually pay people, but it actually in the long run brings people to you no matter what. See, on top of paying yeah. people, we're allowing them to make money on top of what we pay them. So like, and this is why you need like with EB-5 money, it's a million dollars, right? So you got a million dollars, but then with the EB-5 investor, you tell them, hey, look, we're 50-50 partners. Even though I put zero money, I get 50% of everything. Why? Because not only are you getting a green card, but you're going to double your money. That's right. At the end of two years. Yeah. because no bank... Look you look at it fiscally over two years. It's like, if it grows, you know, no, you didn't it's not a matter of if it grows, it will grow. 
when it, well, yeah, it's, that time, it's guaranteed. Like, see, a nightclub is guaranteed to make you that money if you run it properly. So, and that, that that's the hard part is running it properly because most dudes drink and then they're going to drink their profits away. Just like what happened at Tiger Woods spot, Tiger Woods spot, the bartender, <laughs> yeah. he killed himself. He was drinking at work and then he progressive drunk. culture man don't drink on the job don't have sex on the job dude i'm Smart. telling you but no but he died so now his family he was 24 when he passed away and now his family suing tiger woods <laughs> because he, well he owned it he owned the yeah. he owned the restaurant so anyway so no but tiger woods is gonna win without a doubt because uh well, he's also got resources that this family don't have like no well no an attorney like a good attorney can still get some money but not, not if I, I haven't read the lawsuit yet, but they'll probably settle for like maybe 50, 60 K uh, because, you know, there should have been something. Okay. So here's where Tiger Woods failed. There was nothing in place to check to see if he was drinking on the job. So right. the manager should no have security cameras. You don't have any way of actually. Well, no, even if there was security cameras, it's okay. But they had no, like the manager should have caught that this guy was drinking on the job. Right. You know, because we don't, because the, the lady, one of the, one of the bartenders didn't serve him. And, uh, but either way, somehow, some way he was drunk at work. Uh -huh. And somebody should have caught that. And uh, they should have sent him home or something. So he is somewhat responsible but it's only worth about 50 60k it's not really worth like they'll settle for that they're not gonna sure. but uh but anyway so uh but that's my point i would never give up 50 i will put in zero money <laughs> and still take 50 percent of a nightclub why because i know all of this I, I it's my knowledge that's saving your ass and doubling your money nobody in on you know who doubles their money Seriously, like what type of business or what stock can you buy where you're going to double your money in 24 months? You know, it's, it's the truth. Yeah. So that's why I take 50 because in theory, I could quadruple their money. In four, but I'm not going to do that. Why would I give you four times the amount when it's my, like you can do this on your own and hire the best people and still not make this kind of money because you have to pay everybody. Right. So, you know, um, that's why skin in the game is a myth because see people don't understand skin in the game is just for stupid people who don't know business so if an investor goes oh i want skin in the game that means he's never worked with anybody who was a good manager because if you are a good manager at walmart guess what they're taking care of you that's they right. give you bonuses they give you all kinds of incentives well, to do well i think that that that's why people most of the time don't actually see that through and through number one it's insurance for people who don't really know what they're doing have you ever noticed that the only time that ever comes up is when people are wandering into unfamiliar territory and they have no idea what they're doing so skin in the game is something that they have to put in but consider this for a second right <laughs> not from an investor's standpoint but from an employer's standpoint so let's look let's go one step further for people everyday people who are listening to this who are workers and all that think about what your employer has to deal with right say they hire a bunch of people from that standpoint they put up with training you paying you minimum wage for that before you have your starting rate your training rate you know um occupational hazard training first aid training all that yeah. kind of stuff and the funny thing is right this actually ties in really well with people who work entry-level jobs and complain about minimum wage because <laughs> because when we talk about skin in the game right 
your employer is actually paying you and is also the collateral when they take you on. And that's why when a lot of young people complain about having an entry-level job at minimum wage, it's like, dude, you just got out of college. You want to make 70K a year and you got a liberal arts degree? Get out of here. But that's the same concept is they're going into it thinking, well, I have a four-year degree and I need to be doing this. And the employer, the HR person's looking at is I got to train this person. I got to make sure that if I reprimand them, they're going to improve their thing. What is this going to get me in six months and 12 months? And it's the same deal. But people don't look at it that way. It's the same people who think about skin in the game and yep. advocates of that are people who also don't really know how to work. And it's the same people who feel like they're entitled to wages and not actually realize that your employer is putting up with a lot here. I mean, just to get oh, you... Yeah. Every employee for workers' comp, that's going to cost you 500 grand each. I'm serious. That's the liability on that. I mean, you know, that's, that's insurance, but that's a real thing. Like, if they miss you, right, or if they violate any kind of equal opportunity law, all that other BS, you know, wage yeah. laws or whatever, they don't pay you your minimum rate. Like, you know, the, the lawsuit that comes, the, the, the burden that comes on an employer is huge. Or you don't pay for breaks. Dude, there's like, there's a, I I used to do this. This was my background for two years was just like, you don't realize that it's like, why am I getting paid minimum wage at training? It's like, uh, cause you're training. We're, we're actually paying you to learn. We're actually paying you on the job to acquire skills, to give you that you're not qualified for that. You're not qualified for, but see, here's the thing that relates back to conservatism and all that with this idea is that entry level jobs are not meant to be jobs that you stay forever at just like minimum wage jobs you can always work your way up and i think that that mindset because that is a progressive mindset let's let's think about this because if you truly were a street conservative then you set your own wage right i get paid on performance only commission only which means if i get the job done i get paid if i don't i don't get paid this is where it's interesting is because what to tie it back to your example people who come out of colleges feel the same way they feel like that gives them a sense of worth that they should be paid and that's what we teach people we teach people that because you got a college degree you make more money but it doesn't actually make you any more productive or any more capable well i'll one up i'll one up this too and go with the opposite uh example if you are a badass dude or a chick whatever if you're badass yeah and you come out and you know, like, like you come out of college and you have all these brilliant ideas, you know, you could do all these great things. Don't settle for a low wage. Settle for twice the asking. Like if they're only willing to pay 120 or, you know, 50K, ask for 100 because you tell them, you present your ideas and say, hey, look, I studied this. I studied that. I could put this into real applications i could i i could put this clinically down i can get this done so let me do that if i do this give me this much amount of money because like here's the problem like uh i'll I'll use a big bank like let's say bank of america wells fargo or chase right a lot of people they do hundreds of millions of dollars they bring in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue Uh uh-huh and their salary is only like 250 150, 200,000. That's it. If I'm bringing you 500 million in revenue, you better believe you better pay me at least 10 million. At least 10 million. But, you know, because it's a big bank, you know, they have a lot of overhead. But 
me bringing you that much hundreds of millions and you're only going to pay me a couple of hundred grand dude are you guys insane all of these people working for these big banks the big banks are big because the people working for these big banks are stupid seriously the only people who make good money are investment bankers because yeah. they get commission everybody else that helps the bank makes you know like for example in the auto industry you know auto financing yeah, uh, yeah that that's like billions of dollars every year in auto financing mm -hmm. yet they don't make the same money investment bankers make even though the revenue is still there how is that even possible because people have been conditioned to accept things based on language yeah. because people hear oh auto finance well is that really investing well yeah that's an investment it's a form of investment that brings the banks billions of dollars every year but because the word investment isn't in it they don't think they're entitled to that money it goes back to the twisting of the language if you knew what yes. you're worth you would actually know what it's all about that's why even even it's funny like no, but job. think about that if you're yeah. if you individually brought in 500 million dollars that year because like I know people, right? So I know one person in particular who brings in 750 every year. Every year to the state. 750 bank. million? Yeah. All by herself. Oh, 750. Yeah. So if this one person brings in all of that money and only gets paid a hundred something thousand a year, how depressed do you have to be? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah that's part of the death culture because you've accepted the language that you are not an investment that you are just financing that's all you're doing is financing not investing but it's an investment giving out loans or doing like when you loan somebody money that's an investment it's up to you with that loan amount how much money you're going to make it's all investing that's what loans are it's just another form of investing but because they call it a loan and not an investment then people get confused and they don't expect any money well because it's it's, it's a loan skin in the game yeah you know my money i'm loaning out they're the, the ones taking yeah. all the risks i'm like yeah because you guys are idiots and don't understand what sweat equity is you guys are money you're, you can go ahead and start your own bank if you really wanted to with those types of connections and your ability to generate this type of revenue all by yourself. Imagine you imagining managing your own bank. You can do this. You can compete with the big guys. That's why, but, you know, there's a lot of loss to stop monopolies because that's the whole point. I like it when my guys that learn from me go on and try to compete with me keeps me on my toes right and that's how it should be i should have a lot of competition because then it builds the industry as long as the industry is growing like your uh -huh. example for nightclubs in phoenix yeah like i would like the guys to compete with me one day so therefore phoenix is going to be known as man that's a party town everybody loves phoenix because now we got like six to ten clubs people are coming in from scottsdale they'll travel to go right. to phoenix and you can do that when you when everybody understands that they are sweat equity. I'll right. even invest in my competition, you know, because you know you gotta 
you know, spread it around and you just can't always bank on yourself. <laughs> you know, one day you might have a, an off night, you know, you never know. But, uh, but, you know, but that's how real economy works. The whole, um, uh, free markets actually work that way. Right. If you honestly believe that, but that's what you do, you know, and then you could even franchise out and all that. Like there's so many things you can do, you know, and, uh, but, People really need to realize how to become money-making machines. Mm -hmm. You know, like if a black chick really, really was smart, instead of getting an abortion, she would honestly turn her vagina into money legally. If she's that desperate, you can, like, seriously, think about this. If she got pregnant in Phoenix, Arizona... Yeah. Four times, uh -huh. four years she delivers four babies. She gets paid 25 grand each. She now has 100 grand. She could buy property. You could buy property in Phoenix. You could probably buy an acre for like 25K. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you could build a house, a nice house for like 75K. You know what I mean? Like in Phoenix, you can. Yeah. You can in Phoenix. I believe it. Yeah. Because it ain't that expensive. Like, like here in the Bay, a sewage permit anywhere is about 60K. Yeah, I could see that. But the secret is this. If you can buy in an unincorporated spot in the Bay, yeah. and the county is the one in charge of the fees, it's, it's only like five grand. Huh. <laughs> that's why you... Oh, but that's the other thing too. Like not having any money, you got to know the rules. You got to know the, the cost of doing business. Right, right. And, uh, you know, and that also includes property. Because property is a big part of business. You got to understand, like if you're going to be a part of a lease, you got to understand how much the landlord is going to make. Because I'll be damned if I pay some fucking dude hundreds and hundreds of thousands on passive income. Man, F that noise. You know what I mean? You got to be smart. Like don't let people take advantage of you. Right, so, right. You know, like, so if you understand, like if a guy built something in Phoenix I'm just going on like, let's say he spent a hundred K. So a hundred K is all he spent on his land, mm -hmm. you know, and he's going to own that. So, you know, and that's passive income, a 5% return on his money is acceptable. Sure. You know, 10% if you're generous. So I would never pay this guy more than like three, $400 a month in rent. Never wouldn't do it. Right. He's going to get his little, you know, um, no, I take that back. Maybe I'll let him get like 800 or something like that. So that way he's making like 8K. Uh, well, no, 800 is too much. So like seven something. So he's making 8,000 a year like clockwork. So he's tripling his taxes. He's not making, like he's not losing anything and he's still making some money, you know, appropriate to what he spent. Right, right. And, uh, and that's what you do. You're there for 10 years, then let some other sucker get in there. You know what I mean? But, you know, whatever. But that's, see, but those are the things you have to learn to be real effective and how to make yourself equitable. You know, so that way you can say, look, I'm putting in sweat equity. I want at least 10, 15%. Because right, not right. everybody could just jump in and say, fit, I want half. Because you really have to do what I do. And that takes time. Like you just, I mean, you can, but it's unlikely because most people don't have that type of, like gumption to just go out there and learn everything about a topic. Mm -hmm. So but anything that you want, any business, whether it's nightclubs, whether it's, uh, well, like, like if you really want to open up a group home, let's say like a group home, 
I would never do it because of liability and, and <laughs> got to take care of people too. Yeah. And, stuff. and it's really oh, yeah. hard to profit off of people's illnesses. <laughs> so, but it's the truth. So yeah, it's hearing like, you talk you know, about it is funny. And, uh, but like, I, you know, like what I believe, I believe like, um, well, just going back to like, cause I don't, I don't want to tie it into the Bible, but I'm trying to understand the whole money changer thing and how it really applies to free markets. Because I'm telling you, I believe Jesus wanted everybody to be super, super rich because it's the only way to take care of the poor. Like not the poor. It's the only way to take care of the, the, the people in wheelchairs, you know, like the, uh, the mentally retarded and the mentally ill who are like schizophrenic. It's the only way you need to be super rich to get this done. Right. Right. And, uh, and that's why I know without a doubt, it's like, like I'm almost tempted to go ahead and cheat and read some of this stuff because I'm telling you there's, there's a map in there and how to unlock all these riches. You know, <laughs> I mean, but that's a bad motivation, but, but see, but that's how I think. I think the Bible is some kind of treasure map. <laughs> You know? There are there are some teachings on money and about debts and all that kind of stuff. We talked about that, you know, fair a fair amount on this show about, you know, being a slave to the lender and there's all kinds of like no, interactions but but and all see, that. But, that's, but, but hold on, but see, but it's more than just the lender. You become a slave to your employer. Yeah. Think about that. If you're only making, I'm because I know this might sound ridiculous to somebody in in Germany or Australia. But if you're making $150,000 here, you're broke as fuck. You might as well just get on. I mean, seriously, you can qualify to be on welfare, public assistance. If you have a family, like if you're married, fam two kids, and you only make $150,000, you can get welfare in San Francisco. Why? Because you're not rich enough. It's that expensive to live here in the Bay. So in here... You are a slave to your employer. That's right. Because you cannot do anything. If they tell you to come in on a Sunday to work, guess what? You're coming in on a Sunday to work because you are dependent on that 150. You have <laughs> no idea how to generate income. So not only that, but that's what I'm saying. See, someone like me who's evil, I would read the Bible to become super, super rich because I'm telling you, I would ignore all of the good ethical things that the Bible tries to tell you to do. But that's just how, because like, you know, from the streets, you're hungry all the time. You're always hungry. You got mm -hmm. that appetite. Yeah. And you're always hungry. So, and that's probably why, you know, I'm being like, if God exists, I bet you money he punishes me because I'm not ethical. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, but I believe you're supposed to make tons and tons of money, but somehow, some way, you got to, but see, that's not me. Like I can never give my money away or I just can't be a part of, you know, like, dude, I can never go back and work with, you know, retarded people. or I couldn't do it again. I just right, couldn't. Right. And, and you really have to, like somebody needs to watch it. Like if you're Bill Gates, you honestly have to watch what's happening at the hospital because a lot of bad things could happen there. Whether they take advantage of, of, uh, of, of the patients or, or, you know, people stealing, doing drugs, uh, because you have access to a lot of drugs when you're a nurse and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's, but it's the truth. I mean, that's, that's, a, but those are the type of things you have to really be uh, mindful of. Right. But the thing is, yeah, man, that's, that's not my cup of tea. Like I, 
I honestly could not do that. And that's probably why my life has been so up and down is even though I benefited greatly from a lot of like, and I'll be real specific, all the true Christians who've helped me throughout my life, (laughs) (laughs) even though I know, and I can acknowledge if it wasn't for the Christian people, I'd be somewhere in some kind of street, you know, dude, I'd be all smacked up somewhere if it wasn't for the Christian people that helped me in the past. But even though I know that I still couldn't do it. I couldn't be helpful. I couldn't, I I could not, I'm just not, I like, dude, I'm just not built that way. I couldn't, uh, dude, I, dude, I couldn't build a house for another guy. I couldn't, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, but I could teach them how to become rich or how to become successful, but that's not really helping a retarded guy. And I think that's what Jesus, because I think what we miss as Americans is when we want to help people, we always, Oh, we got to help the poor. Fuck the poor. They can help themselves. It's, it's wrong to believe the poor cannot help themselves. Right. You got to learn how, because you know, like that's what happens in the streets. It's either you're going to be like Fillmore Slim, myself, or, you know, Ice T or whoever from, you know, whoever's from the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Like us, or you can be like, you know, a welfare king or queen. Well, I mean, it almost feels like there's, there's just an instinctual extreme, right? When it comes to the streets. And I think that that's the real, the real, uh, example of the exertion of people's actions and their behavior because you can't really just be you can't just kind of just be on mid-ground you know it's like you're either successful or you're not you know and i think that that's probably one of the big things that separates that from i guess people who are at their jobs every day and they just kind of do it because here's the thing right you can't you're, you're not really you're not really qualified anywhere when you're from the streets, especially like you got like no education. It's like, where are you going to go? But then that's what you were talking about earlier in this podcast about learning just how to make money. And here's the difference that I think for a lot of people who are listening to this need to understand. There is a real difference between having a job and knowing how to make money. They're not the same thing. Even though people say, well, I get paid at my job, right? But you have a job and because of labor laws, they are legally obligated and are mandated to pay you. But that doesn't mean that you know how to make money. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it, there's a, there's something rather, uh, there's a, there's a whole interesting transactional nature to making money and knowing how to be of service and value to other people without the confines of sitting at a job. Because here's the thing, I, I'll be honest, when I was working a nine to five, and this is not to shine a bad light on it, but I wasted a lot of time. I wasted a lot of time. You know what I mean? It was just my productivity was low and there was no real incentive to work any harder than I already was because they had to pay me, right? And they couldn't fire me very easily either. So you get a lot of people who are just, unless they're gunning for some kind of top spot, if they're there just because they need a job, no, but everybody's like that though. Nobody's gunning for anything because they get comfortable. Yeah. And they, they willingly become slaves. And, but that's why I kind of want to get into that with the Bible, biblical sense, because somehow, some way, I know in my gut, the Bible teaches you how to do free market economies. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah. Because it's the only way to help the people that, you know, Jesus was talking about, about because I, I don't want to keep harping on retards and, and, and crazies, but 
that's how we are being judged, how we take care of those people. And for some odd reason, the language has been changed that the weakest in our society is no longer the retarded, but just the guy down on his luck. Yeah. How is that the weakest when it's, they're probably the most dangerous because my competition will always be like the guy I fear the most isn't the dude that on the top because they're not as hungry. I fear the man coming up because oh, yeah. he's going to take my market share. Right. You know what I mean? And that's who I got to worry about. The dudes coming up who are broke, who are hungry, the poor, because, and that's why I like to employ those people because dude, they'll, 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 they'll innovate all kinds of things that I don't know about or whatever. They'll come in, they're innovating things. Necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> yeah. Real quote. That's a real thing. When you, when you need something, you will invent something to meet those needs. Yeah. But you know, through language, we have accepted to be on welfare. And that's why I honestly believe in reparations. I believe every single black person uh, who's African-American, not from Nigeria or Somalia or Ethiopia, but African-Americans are owed reparations. Why? Because their capital has been stolen from them. But welfare takes you away from ever, and I mean ever, being competitive because it teaches you not to be competitive it teaches you not to need anything they make you a slave because it's not it's because this is the thing that people don't get about the bible that bible quote about uh you know this you know you are a slave to the lender right right but it's more than that i think you know i don't know who said that but it's more than just the lender you are a slave to your employer you yeah are you become comfortable you become complacent yeah, but yeah. now, uh, now we talked about uh, we talked about being a slave to the lender, being a slave to the employer. What about being a slave to the state? When you accept welfare, this is even because like the bank doesn't even do this. When 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 the when the bank owes you money, the worst thing they do is repossess your your stuff. That ain't so bad. But when you are a slave to the state, to welfare, to that right. type of money, yeah. Man, you lose your dignity. <laughs> Seriously, think about that. What yeah. do you got to do to get EBT? I don't even know what EBT stands for, but it's food stamps. I yeah, guess. yeah, of course. I don't, what does EBT stand for? I don't know. Electronic I'm something. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so whatever EBT stands for, the indignities you must endure to have that. You have to subject yourself to somebody to tell you how to raise your kids. You have to go to class to tell you how to raise your kids. Right. You know what I mean? And these classes consist of like, oh, well, don't forget, when it's cold outside, they must wear a jacket. You know what I mean? Like, you have to literally sit through these classes telling you some basic, asinine, common sense. Like, everybody knows this. Everybody around the world can relate that when it's cold outside, you put on a jacket. You know what I mean? Everybody knows yeah. that. You don't need to have your intelligence insulted <laughs> to accept welfare, but yeah. they do. 
And then you're going to be lectured by a whole bunch of people with degrees that literally should be toilet paper. And <laughs> they're telling you all these things. So think about it. If you got some kid, oh, not even kid, just, just a person who's a social worker. Sure. And I know, look, and I, and I get it. Social workers, you know, it's, look, to me, social workers are all, they're the perfect examples of people who are going to hell. Because they intend to do well, but they're all going to hell. They're paving that road with their good intentions. So, and I, I don't know how many social workers are listening. And I'm like, that dude's a dick. But anyway, but it's the truth. <laughs> they probably don't like you very much. But. but they pick a field where they're trying to enslave people. They are now the slave masters. So when you got somebody with a degree in social work, which is basic fake science and 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 it goes against everything I'm reading in the Bible. Cause like if you read Genesis, well, such as like what, like, can you tell me what a social worker would do? That's not very, you dude, know, you know, okay. So the whole story about Noah tells you why social workers should not exist. It's literally a story about social workers taking control of the world because that's what they do. Social workers are the ones who are like Reese Witherspoon or, or what's that other chick, Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Or nothing but a whole bunch of hot chicks or kind of hot chicks who couldn't make it in Hollywood or whatever, couldn't find a good man. And they try to tell you how to live your life. Sure. Through, through all of these weird things like, dude, like they're justifying all kinds of stuff, trying to make your kids into gay people. No offense to the gay people, but if you know it's just not it's uh, god i hate to i mean because it's okay so the thing is like this being gay is actually a natural occurring thing it's natural because everybody's born bisexual we are supposed to be taught to be straight because it's you know it's not that it's the best way to live but it's the most healthiest way to live for your mind and your physical body Every scientific research tells us this. It just does because, you know, a woman licking another woman is going to give you, you know, yeast infections or, or other sure. types of, you know, because you're not supposed to be licking down there. All the women like it and they tell their men to do it. You're not supposed to. It's just not, but there is no other way for women to do it. Look, there, that's just what you're, look, it's, that's just how it goes. You're just not supposed to be doing certain things or else you're going to get sick. And uh, so, and that's why I'm saying, I'm not saying it because I hate gay people or anything else. It's because I'm just trying to, you know, spread real facts. So the facts are the facts. So that said, when you have a whole bunch of social workers telling these poor people right. how to live, they are enslaving them into a death culture that is anti-life. And they believe in that crap. And why are they doing this? Why are these, you know, all these black people doing it you know, in America? I'm not saying blacks in Australia, blacks in Germany are doing it because they're not. Because in Germany, you know, the blacks are, they're German. They're not right. African German. They're fucking German. Right, right. German is German. They speak German. They speak like Germans. They don't walk around with their pants hanging down unless <laughs> they like hip hop. Yeah. That's a hip hop thing, not a not a black thing. It's you know, it's just whatever. Anywhere around the world, blacks do not act like the blacks in America. It is a unique phenomenon. And and the reason why is because social workers have enslaved 
the poor. That hmm. is because they're not lending you any money. See right, how it right. works? They change the language. So uh, it goes back to it, what we were talking about. Yeah. And it goes back to carnal thinking. It goes back to accepting abortions, accepting carnal thought. Why? Because you're too lazy. You don't understand how to become equity. So therefore, you're just going to be a slave to the state and take minimum welfare checks. Right. Get free housing. That's the thing. That's why you have to understand why. Because EB-5 was intended for the ghettos, but they bastardized that and tricked everybody into believing that they're helping the poor, but they're not. And that's why, you know, I, I honestly believe that that's well that's this is why i believe that the key to understanding economics is in is in like jesus's stories because i'm telling you now it's in there i just haven't read it yet and i haven't figured it out but from what i do remember i think that's what it is but then again because i'm a bad person <laughs> i'm not gonna do you know to, that's just not me i'm not gonna be the guy well, like what oh. if you well it's not like god's gonna show you bad acts to be able to do this I, it wouldn't work if you were being selfish you see it wouldn't work if you were actually doing things out of character. Yeah, that's, but see, but that's why you go up and down like, like uh, Trump. See, I believe, cause look, I don't know if Trump's a Christian or if he's a Jew, but the reason why he's <laughs> the president is because he really wanted to help people. Yeah. And, and look, he made billions, he lost billions, he made billions again, but this time he made billions with the intent to become the president. And, you know, come on, he's controlling the military. He's controlling what happens in other countries. And he really is doing good. Right. I mean, you know, and the thing is, and then, but you got a guy like Bolton who's trying to influence him to do bad, like in Venezuela. You know what cool. I mean? Like what they're doing in Venezuela, like, cause like, like I said before, like Trump understands business. I bet you if I told him how the United States should put rules on everybody, about franchising if you're a foreign country uh or a foreign entity from a foreign country you can only franchise out you can train those people and then they have to pay you like 20 percent franchise fee every year yeah or 10 percent. like mcdonald's is only like a five percent fee you know because you pay like whoever in venezuela has to pay coca-cola a million dollars or half a million whatever it is to open up a coca-cola franchise in venezuela and then on top of that balloon payment then you pay a franchise fee right and that's how every country should do that we shouldn't allow companies to be multinational just to take advantage of these companies so that's why like i know this sounds like anti-free market but the thing is like this we have to put tariffs because why because tariffs will stop people exploiting well that, that's one of the steps you could use from other countries exploiting other people's, uh, a tariff helps deter exploitation of the labor forces. Right. Because an employer is not supposed to enslave the people, but yet somehow they do. And I believe that is what Jesus was talking about. You know, when he's mm -hmm. talking about the thing, in reality, what were those people doing beyond that? You know, collecting taxes, doing this, that's a form of slavery. It's not just the people loaning you money who you become slaves to. You become a slave to the employer. 
you become a slave to people like social workers who mm-hmm. try to be like king-like, try to be godlike, and they're telling you what to do for this measly amount of money. But I think what God really wanted is for you to become super rich. And when you see like a retarded dude, you take care of that retarded guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that, because you know how people say you got to give tithing and shit like that. Well, cool. But the church can't do that. How can they? A preacher don't know how to take care of a retarded dude, prevent bed sores and things like that. He doesn't know how to do that. Right. He doesn't. So it's up to the people to become very, very successful so they can do all of those good works that they're supposed to be doing. It ain't going to be me because uh, I know it. Uh, that's, that's hard work, you know, but maybe I could pay somebody to do it on my behalf. Like, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't want yeah. that business. No, for sure. For sure. And that kind of makes sense, you know, from that perspective, do you have any final thoughts that you want to talk about skin in the game and tie it back before we wrap this up? No, just skin in a game is a myth. So anytime we'll get more into details about skin in the game and why it's a myth. But whenever you hear anybody say you need skin in the game, yeah, run away because that dude is don't know what he's talking about and most likely just an evil prick. So, you know, just trying <laughs> yeah. to hustle you. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the American Maiden Page Show. Again, feel free to tune in. Uh every single weekday, every week we'll always have a new episode up. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.